Good evening. I'm Paul Drienzo with the headlines. Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas accepted the resignation of Palestinian Authority Prime Minister Mohammed Shataya, but asked the government to remain in a caretaker role. The Prime Minister said the change in government is necessary to stop the genocide in Gaza. This decision is based on the genocide forced displacement, starvation of people in Gaza, and the intensification of settlements, settler terrorism and ongoing incursions and reoccupation of refugee camps, villages and cities in Jerusalem and the West Bank. State Department spokesperson Matt Miller said the change in government was welcomed by the United States. President Abbas has said he is going to take steps towards reforming and revitalizing the, the Palestinian Authority. He has said that directly to the secretary, and uh, we welcome him taking those steps. So you welcome him bringing in fresh blood? Uh, we certainly would welcome new, um, uh, you know, uh, revitalized, reformed Palestinian Authority. But Israel's Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, dismissed the resignation on Fox News Monday. That's musical chairs. They haven't had an election in the Palestinian Authority for 17 years, so they're just shuffling chairs. The resignation came as the United States says Israel should not invade the border city of Rafah, where more than a million Palestinian refugees have been forced by relentless Israeli bombings. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan spoke Sunday on Meet the Press. We do not believe that an operation, a major military operation, should proceed in Rafah unless there is a clear and executable plan to protect those civilians. As of Monday afternoon, the State Department said Israel was yet to present a plan protecting Palestinians if an Israeli invasion occurs. Speaking to Fox News, Netanyahu claimed a plan was in the works, but he added the only outcome for Israel was winning. Total victory is how you win the war, and total victory is how you win the peace. You can't win the peace if you don't win the war. Meanwhile, at The Hague, a week-long hearing on the legality of Israeli occupation of Palestinian territory came to an end. Over 50 nations presented testimony to the International Court of Justice, most offering arguments in support of the Palestinians. The hearings are separate from charges brought by South Africa accusing Israel of genocide in Gaza. A non-binding opinion on the legality of the occupation is expected this summer. Speaking today, United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres said the peace agreement being offered by the United States doesn't go far enough. What is on the table at the present moment is a negotiation aiming at a progressive release of hostages and some interruption of the fighting. But according to the State Department's Miller, the United States does not tell countries what to do. Israel, like other countries in the region, is a sovereign country that makes its own decisions. The United States does not dictate to Israel what it must do, just as we don't dictate to any country what it must do. As diplomats wrangle a ceasefire, death continues to stalk Gaza. Ten Palestinian civilians were killed Sunday and others injured after Israel bombed a coastal road in Gaza as civilians waited for food aid. Nearly 30,000 Palestinians have been killed and 70,000 injured since the war began. And in reaction to events in Gaza, a 25-year-old active-duty Air Force service member died by self-immolation in front of the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C. on Sunday. He left a chilling video. Is Aaron Bushnell. I am an active-duty member of the United States Air Force. I'm about to engage in an extreme act of protest. But compared to what people have been experiencing in Palestine at the hands of their colonizers, it's not extreme at all. Jesus Christ! Hey, get the fire! Take He died from his injuries. 
And in national news, an internal review blames privacy restrictions and staff hesitancy for the Pentagon's failure last month to quickly notify the president and other senior leaders about Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization for complications from prostate cancer surgery. They found nothing during the review that demonstrated any indication of ill attempt intent or attempt to obfuscate by the individuals involved. We took some immediate steps to ensure there were actions taken to improve communication with organizations such as the White House and the President. The Defense Department's Inspector General is also conducting a review which has not yet been completed. Former President Donald Trump took another step closer to the Republican nomination, trouncing former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley in her own state over the weekend. Trump won 60% of the vote, but Haley isn't giving up yet. I know 40% is not 50%. But I also know 40% is not some tiny group. March 5th is Super Tuesday with primary voters heading to the polls around the country. Paul Drienzo, New York.